the virtual age, more millennials and members of Gen Z are deciding to start up a business or organization on their own. This could be to supplement current income, become full-time, or if you are like Alexa, Jackie, or myself, you just have that strong desire to have ownership over something that's also going to help other people out as well. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, I believe you're going to find this information very valuable as we discuss chasing dreams and, of course, personal finances on this recording of the Budget Babe podcast. You're listening to the Budget Babe podcast. This is Ella, and I'm here to talk about living your best life without breaking your bank. Welcome back to the Budget Babe podcast. I am so excited because with me today, I have Alexa, the co-founder of CRE615, and Jackie, the owner of Bella Jack. And we are going to share some successes, some tips and tricks, and everything that goes around starting your own business. So let's begin. I'm sitting right beside... Jackie, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself, her business, and her mission. And then we'll move to Alexa, who will tell us about her business, her mission, and a little bit about herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Jackie, and I am the owner of Bella Jack. It was a brand founded in October 2020, and the name is based off my two fur babies. So my boyfriend has a dog. His name is Jack. Um, not named after me, <laughs> ironically, just close. And then I have a cat named Bella. So therefore, Bella Jack was formed. And the mission of our company is to bring uh, simple, selective, and stylish clothes to women across the U.S. and Canada, um, always looking to expand further. And, you know, our, our goal is to also bring awareness to um, animals that are in shelters that need help. We yes. have, you know, having our own fur babies um, mm-hmm. and Jack's a rescue and Bella's a rescue. So we really just, that is, we really, really, really love the fact that they are part of our life and want to ensure that others can bring animals into their lives as well. So anything we can help to support the local Nashville shelters or um, others in the States, we are more than happy to. Yes. And I just want to interject. I'm a huge animal lover myself. I'm all about rescuing and I have currently have one cat named Simba and I'll honor him. And I'm going to do an episode later in the season about animal fostering and animal responsibilities, just in honor of Sassy. So we're big animal lovers here. And Jack was with us there briefly for a minute. Yes. Until I heard his, <laughs> uh, he has a girlfriend next door. They uh, run back and forth across the fence to each other. So, was, <gasps> so, as, soon he, so as soon as he heard Mako outside, he had to leave the podcast, but I'm sure he wish he was still here. <laughs> yes, of course. He would be an honored guest. <laughs> no, Alexa, tell us about yourself and your business. Yes, and um, thank you so much for having me on Budget Bay. Yes. This is so cool. So I'm an Nashville native. I work in commercial property management, and as you said, I'm the co-founder of CRE615. Um, our goal is to help the next generation of commercial real estate professionals build their network and hone their skills without having to break the bank to do it. So yes. we host um, networking events and we produce a blog on industry insights that are pretty specific to Nashville, as well as we interview key players in the industry and have them share life lessons and tips for just how to get ahead. I love it. I love it. And I love that you said you help them get into real estate without breaking their bank. Yes. Because we're all trying to live in Nashville and be able to do that without breaking the bank. For Thank sure. <laughs> now, um, talk about, we've already talked about the inspiration behind the businesses, what inspired you guys to start it? Have you guys learned any lessons along the way when starting your business? Yes. 
um, so I was told early on before I had, had officially launched Bella Jack to start small. Um, we all have big dreams. We dream every day. We have thoughts. I know my brain, I feel like never shuts off. I get an idea. I write it down. Um, so it was that, it was that piece of advice because, you know, Rome wasn't built overnight. You know, the world, of great world of China wasn't built overnight. So like it's build small, you know, learn what you're good at. You make mistakes. It's okay. And then build from there. Absolutely. It's like life's a dance. You learn as you go. That that's country song. I feel like is a motto for my life. <laughs> and just anything I start, I learn as I go. It's yeah. just, again, success just doesn't happen overnight. You got to keep your eyes on the prize. So should I? Should yes. I um, so I think one of the main things is um, networking is really vital in commercial real estate. So it really is about who you know. And out of con, mm -hmm. when I first got out of college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to own properties and be able to create passive income for myself. Um, so I had one whole connection in the industry. I'd worked with him during a summer internship for a local startup and he vouched for me at his company. And I was actually able to, uh, start an entry level position drafting leases for medical office tenants. Um, I was there for about 18 months and I knew pretty quickly I wanted to get into property management so that I could, uh, you know, understand the management side. That's really fundamental if you want to own your own properties and create passive income, um, and, but during all this, I knew that if I wanted to do that, I had to start networking mm -hmm. and reaching out to complete strangers and saying, Hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee was so nerve wracking for me. I did not like doing it. I was so intimidated because I just started, I just got out of college and I knew relatively little about the industry I was in. Um, so I, I really did not network like I needed to during that time. Um, also, you know, the people I was reaching out to, I think they were 10 to 30 years older than me and had a lot of experience. So in hindsight, I should have been networking with people closer to my age as well. Um, but I, I had no mentors to teach me that yet. So I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. Um, another thing, it was an entry-level position, so I wasn't making that much money yet. And all those coffees really add up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, it was, it was quite pricey. I never actually would buy my own coffee. I would always buy them a coffee and then just say, Oh no, I'm good. I've already had some caffeine this morning. Yeah. Um, but, and it was really time consuming. I was meeting people at coffee shops near their offices, but I still had to make sure that I, I saw them, got everything I needed to get, you know, learned what I need to learn from them. And then was at my desk by 8am. Um, so, that, so in 2019 I was hired to be an assistant property manager for a great firm here in town. And that's when I met my co-founder, Elam. Um, and she was a broker for our company. She now owns her own firm. But my first week, she just hosted a happy hour and she sent an email out to a bunch of young professionals. And it was so low key. It was so much more comfortable than any of the coffee meetings that I'd ever been to. And I, I made so many great connections that one night really quickly. Um, so I, I approached her soon after about that and said, hey, can we make this a regular thing? And she said, absolutely, let's do it. And um, she let me be a part of it. And so, you know, being a broker, she had a really large Rolodex. So it was great mm -hmm. to see it go from at first. It started at, you know, seven or eight people. And now we have 40 or 50 people getting together and trying to build their networks and, and learn from one another. So it's really been just um, an awesome thing to see because networking is the most important part of yes. say, my industry. Yeah. yeah. If I can just echo, I mean, a lot of what, um, Alexa. Alexa. Okay, you're like, call you by your real name. I go, I go by, uh, yeah, Jackie knows me as Lexi. So. I was like, I wanted to say Lexi. I was like, wait, what do I call you? Like, if we were at my house, the Amazon speaker would go off. 
Sorry, I was just like, I was like, you know how you like, you just used to call someone a name, and I'm like, wait, what am I allowed to call you? On this? <laughs> I'll respond to anything. Um, <laughs> I don't go by Ella in real life. That's <laughs> so, I love my first name, but you know, I, I get it. <laughs> but what is your Instagram, Ellenomic? El Economic. El Economic. That is so cute. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, just to echo, um, you know, based on like what you just spoke about overall, like networking, networking is huge. It, it basically, you never, I was told by someone, you never know who's watching you, mm -hmm. who's looking at you, who's listening to you just because they're not voicing anything at that moment or like sharing an opinion back does not mean that they are not, you know, seeing where you move, go in life and how you progress. So you know, that simple a high wave, a smile, you can never know where that's going to lead you to. So a thousand percent and like kudos to you because I know um, I'm um, my late 30s, but it, I, I definitely feel more self-confident now. But when you're in your just out of college, it's like I'm in the real world now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do I navigate this? What's the protocol? How do I go about like getting known without being pushy? Mm -hmm. And who's the who that I need to talk to? So it's not an easy thing to just approach someone and say, hey, do you want to get coffee? Because you don't know what you're going to get in return. Mm -hmm. But I like for every 10 no's, there's going to be one yes in there at the same time. Yeah. 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 You, you really have to put yourself out there for any kind of business. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for my friends who do color street nails yeah. and red and films yeah. or just from that level yeah. to having you know, your own space, yeah. your own pop-up, your own building, brick and mortar business, just all over the map. Because in even just sales, just being a sales rep, you have to be willing to network, put yourself out there. You have to be willing to hear the word no too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hate rejection, yeah. but yeah. I mean, it might be a no for them at that moment, but it might not be a no from them a month from now. Because when so I feel like you don't know what you need until it's put in front of your face. So mm -hmm. at that moment, they'd be like, oh, that doesn't really work for me in my space now in this time. But your life changes. And then you're like, oh, I met that person. And this yeah. is what they do. So, hey, let me reach out to them. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a ton of real estate agents who call me just for looking at houses. Yeah. And this has been going on for three years now. And I'm like, I'm not ready to buy a house. I'm going to grad school first. And you know, I'm very set on now. You know, my tune has changed a little bit. Now they have more information. I'm like, Maybe I'll buy my first investment property this yeah. year. So I totally get what you mean. And no may just mean not right now. Or they don't see the need or the value. They just don't see. They don't have their answer yet. The real answer. Mm -hmm. So I love that you guys said that. And for you guys have already touched up on the networking. Is there anything else you'd like to tell some aspiring entrepreneurs, especially in particular pertaining to like the startup costs to start your business and just promoting your products? Do you like to go first? Uh, sure. So it actually, uh, mine's pretty unique. You know, it took less than a thousand dollars to start CRE six one five. All we needed was a license, a website, and business insurance. Nice. Um, I did build the website myself, and I used Wix W I X. Uh, I would highly recommend that if you are looking to build a website using Wix. Uh, it's a lot more user friendly than WordPress. So it's, it's pretty idiot proof is what I like to say. Um, yeah, I, I would highly recommend that if you need to use yeah, build a I just type that in actually. Yes. Yeah. Wix is awesome. Um, but, and you know, so it was, it was about a thousand dollars and thankfully through sponsorships, um, from local companies for our next happy hours, I was able to, to recoup that cost pretty quickly. 
Um, so I, yeah, I paid for the website, the domain and the email address for two years up front. And we've had a good inflow of new customers and sponsors through word of mouth and through LinkedIn. That's, we've actually gotten a lot of people. Um, I added on the website, how did you hear about us? And so many people are finding us through LinkedIn and we're not even, um, paying for ads at this point. So I'm love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, So thankfully I don't have a marketing budget quite yet. I probably will at some point going forward right now, it's just been, um, it, it, it's been word of mouth and it's been good because we've really kind of created that cult following. You've yeah. Had, you have organic growth yeah. and people that are spreading the word of people that have connected with you and networked with you that can give that loyalty and that one touch that they already know who you are to their person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I like, so you said you use LinkedIn a lot for networking when you're reaching out to total strangers. Did you mostly go through LinkedIn or... So yes, uh, yes, that was a big, when I first started out, I just did not know anyone. So I would go on LinkedIn and I would find people and I'd get their email. I wouldn't reach out to them on LinkedIn uh, because so many people, when you friend them, you get those kind of um, spammy, like, hi, it's nice to meet you. Let's connect. Mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, I didn't think that would be the best approach. So I would find their work emails on their websites for their company and I'd reach out to them. Um, and, and more personal. Yeah, definitely a lot more personal, but oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was, I still get nervous doing it sometimes. <laughs> Do you ever have someone uh, email you back and say, how did you get my email address? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah just, it's on your company website. And sometimes I would just kind of guess, um, if I get to, you know, just try different things. If I could find one person's email from a company, yeah. I was just like, well, if it's a first name, last name come at this company, yeah. um, I would do that to get to people kind of higher up as well sometimes in the company. Yeah. It's, it's funny going through the gatekeeper yeah. and finding your way through them. And there are people and some companies that are paid just to be kind of like the guard. Oh yeah. The to guard make sure of the you cannot get to <laughs> higher up. Yeah. I learned that in advertising. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot that hits uh, spam, you know, that, you know, oh, connect with me, work with me. And you're like, how did you find out who I am? And it's just, you know, the World Wide Web has a lot of data and yeah. Google on there. So, so do other <laughs> boutiques try to collaborate with you? Um, so, yeah. So um, would you like me to talk about my startup costs as yeah. well? Um, of course. So, uh, so I, I'm going to, I don't know exactly, but I'm going to say it's around $2,000 to $2,500 I spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say each boutique is different. So you don't need to have an LLC if you're under a certain threshold. And obviously when you first start, you don't know what your sales are. So you're not expected to have a actual business form, but I went into it knowing I wanted to, it to become a business that would require an LLC. So I did all the ex- heavy expense stuff over top and for Nashville, well, the state of Tennessee, and Davidson County, it was $300 for the year. So not, not expensive and it compared, it's a little bit more money in other states, but not an ex- huge cost to start a business. And um, I also got insurance, you know, I have products. So just in case somehow theft happened, I was just at a market today. If I, you know, um, somehow I took my aisle something and someone took something out of my pile and now I'm at a loss for, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars. So I have the insurance covering that, not something you need, but it's definitely a good thing I recommend. And also everything I do is online. So therefore 
Uh, so if there's any credit breaches or anything, I don't have to worry about that. The insurance company takes care of that investigation. That's nice. And they're, mm-hmm. I'm covered. The consumer is covered. Because um, fraud, you know, it happens. It's happened to me years ago where someone somehow got my social security number. So I try to think of it on Ooh. the other side. Like, how do you, how do, how would I, as the consumer, if something were to happen to me, think of that as I run my business? Um, and additionally, you know, you have the inventory because what are you going to sell? Clothes. Um, so, and that is the biggest question I see when I started it was like people Googled, how much inventory should I have? It's really what you want to. And I, I go back to start small. I think I ordered six pieces of clothing for my launch because number one, I know what I like and I have a good sense of what my consumer likes because I'm basing my brand off of, I'm in my late thirties. My brand is to women, you know, um, so people that are in, um, have a job outside of college, you know, they're financially secure, but you know, not making you know, a ton of money, but decent money income up to women that, you know, are a director VP level. So my, my, my brand is, you know, good quality clothing that isn't, that's going to last you that you can wear multiple times. So knowing that as a consumer, I was like, okay, well, these are the brand clothes I want to bring in house. Let me see how they are received colors, style, and then go from there. Um, and partnering with other people, every like, you know, there's a lot of boutiques, there's boutiques pop up here and there all the time. There's ones that try it, they go away for whatever reason they decide. But um, I have a friend here that used to live in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and she had bought a sweater off me and put it on her Instagram story. And she has, she knows the owners of Harper James Boutique and they're in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Amy and Emily are the owners. They're mother and daughter. They're super cute. And Sweet. she had messaged Melanie and said, hey, who's this, who's this person that you bought the sweater from? And she's like, it's a good friend of mine. And she, and I was only a month into the business. So I'm still learning everything, like researching online, listen to podcasts, just trying to like basically drink from the fire hose and learn as much. So when she had reached out and said she would love to connect with me, I was all about it. Um, so I now have a, and we actually just did a pop-up market today again, because I informed her of one I found about today in Gallatin. Um, so they came out here and I've gone out there and I've done live events with them. So it's just really great because they're mother daughter and they just, there's a they're fun group of people and their teachers and their style is different than my style. And you know, small business, there's enough of it to go around. So we, you know, we're, we're continuing our partnership. We're going to try to do some other, um, pop-up markets, nice. other places. So, and yeah, I think it's, it's just good to like, it's the encouragement of, you know, small business, the dream and like women, like networking together and, you know, getting ideas from each other. I love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Our next question. And to each of you, whoever wants to go first, what sets you apart from others in your industry? Uh, So I'll start about CRE 615. There are a lot of great uh, networking and educational groups for commercial real estate professionals. There's BOMA, IRAM, CREW, CCIM, but they all require membership fees and they have uh, monthly attendance minimums for how many classes or lunches you need to attend a year. Um, They also all use the same lunch and learn strategy. And to clarify, these monthly lunch and learns, they are phenomenal. They have first class presenters. 
but if your company isn't willing to pay for you to attend these, you know, many professionals, young professionals just don't have it in their budget to afford all these dues um, or, you know, be taking two hour lunches. Uh, so at CRA 615, we do not charge members fees and we never will. Our goal is to help young professionals develop themselves and we're not going to put a price on that. All of our revenue is generated through sponsorship fees. Um, the other thing is we do try to make it more practical for people. So everything that we host is after hours. So no one's worried about having to get back to the office. And it, I think it really helps people be more relaxed and in the moment when they're there. Um, you know, due to COVID, we have started doing some virtual coffees and some virtual happy hours. <laughs> we do cap the coffees at 30 minutes because the goal is for them to quickly make connections and then just uh, follow up with those individuals later. I love it. Yeah. And I know I'm always looking for ways to network and I love you know, in Nashville, there's just great ways to meet new people, but especially when you've got some specific goal in your business, mm -hmm. it's helpful to find that way. And I know what you mean, just finding time, finding it in your budget to be able to pay for some of these networking groups because the fees, membership fees can get, can get up there. They really can. And that's why, you know, we have people that have been in the industry for 20 years that are members. And we have people that, um, we even have some people that are over 21 because, you know, we are for the most part meeting for, for happy hours for drinks. So uh, you do have to be 21 or older to, to come to the events. But we have 21-year-olds that are Vanderbilt college students that are in the Owen Real Estate Club that come. So I, I love seeing people that otherwise would never be in a room together, even though they're in the same industry, getting together and getting to know one another and, um, and just building off of each other. Fantastic. Hey, yes. Uh, Jackie with Bella Jack. And I would say... I try to bring a lot of personalization to my business. So the name I spoke about earlier, Belly Jacks, named after the fur kids. And a lot of the articles of clothing I bring in-house, um, I say, like, when something speaks to you, I don't know, everyone, like, a clothing in their closet, like, oh, that just, I don't know, that piece might remind you of someone or mm -hmm. a special someone gave you that. So there's a lot of that within. So there's a knit sweater that um, feels like Chanel and I named it Gloria and that's named after my grandmother. And Aww. so she, I'm the first grandchild. So she took care of me when my parents both work full time. So we just had a really strong relationship and she's like, was like one of my favorite people in the world. And we were just close and that was one piece I named her, her. and then her, my grandfather, her husband, I Russell Carnigan that, he smoked and you know, there's a bunch, there's pockets and I just could picture him like using this cardigan <laughs> and throwing yes. his pack of cigarettes in there and like just sitting and reading the newspaper. I just, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things. And then there's a sweater named for my niece, Jordan. And then um, I just released athletic wear recently and I am a part of camp gladiator here in Nashville and for pretty close knit workout group. And we competed in um, a competition last not 2020 the year before and our group name was crunch before brunch so i actually named my vendor the pants that came from i don't i don't give out the vendors i buy from um but i renamed them and that one i named crunch before brunch so anything i buy from that vendor you'll see that vendor on there crunch before brunch and then there's one pair of leggings in there that have sparkles on them i love them so much <laughs> <laughs> and we always joke we have a friend that it's part of our crunch before brunch group and she's a little bit of a diva so i named those eva diva <laughs> i love them yes i love the eva divas yeah. yeah so i think you know just the personal touch to me like i take a lot of pride in like what i put into mm -hmm. so it's like i want to show 
what like my family, my friends, you know, what has inspired me to do what I do. So I bring that, that's how I name the clothes. And because boutiques don't give out vendor names, we're not Gap, we're not Express, you don't know what brands we're buying. So for me, I don't want to do that because I am a boutique and it's meant to be special. But I started that where the vendor names where there's some, I think I'm up to uh, maybe 20 different vendors I now buy from. But there's a few that are over and over because I just love their quality and the the shirts are just, the, the shipping's quick. So I get stuff in quick, but, um, I mean them, like their name, they could be, their name's Bella as a vendor. Then I have Jack as a vendor That's crunch before brunch as a vendor. So for the consumer, because I'm online and, you know, I do some pop-ups here and there, but if you bought a shirt and you're like, I love the fit of that shirt and the vendor was this, and then I bring new product online and you see that vendor name, like I know for sure that medium's going to fit my body type. Yeah. So my goal is to help the consumer figure out what clothes are best for them that I bring in house that fit their shape and their size. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you fits all shapes and sizes. And I love, I saw on the Facebook page, there was a lot of engagement in naming the blouse, Uh, wildflowers. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a rewards program and, you know, in addition to the rewards that are given, you get points for just registering um, for the rewards program. It's like 200 free points. Points for following us on Instagram and Facebook and liking us, you know, all the social media aspects stuff. But I also like part of our Bella Jack VIP group. It's a Facebook group. So if you're not a part of it, join it because I do give out free points. Like I was saying about like I had this cardigan and I was like, you know what? I want to see what what you as the consumer would name this because sometimes my creativity may just be like low that day. And, but I want to have personalization that if you were to purchase this, like I named that, like I own this, I named that. So I randomly throw out their pieces and, you know, throw a contest. Like you want some free reward points? I'm going to give you some. And if I choose the name that you offer, um, we just did a, the wildflower one. I believe that you actually yeah. gave that suggestion. There was, there was over like 30 that time. Um, but the good thing is there were so many I love that were um, offered that I have more flower tops coming in. So as I roll those out onto the website, I'm going to give those people the rewards points as well, because there's just so much good ideas from, from the team. Oh yeah. yeah. You've got a big community and you both have built great communities around your business. And I love supporting a business where I feel like I'm a part of the community. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And one thing I will say, so one thing I really love about Bella Jack's clothes is they're definitely um, timeless pieces. So I know that, they're still they're in their quality, so I know that five ten years from now I'm still going to be comfortable wearing uh, yes. these things in the office to brunch, yeah. you know, to see family to because so, and they're so versatile. So yeah. I just yeah, yeah. I, I love I love the 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 um, clothes that that you order. I love this sweater that you're yeah, wearing. Yeah, and right I'm now. wearing a Bella <laughs> Jack so right pretty. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's I curated the Bella Jack collection based on a lot of how I build my own closet. Um, I was, when I first started working, you know, banana loft, like express, like Jake, you're like pieces that I can buy that carding and it's the color. I can throw that black or white carding on over any top and it won't break the bank because I know I could look like I have a different outfit mm-hmm. if I change mm-hmm. the blouse or the top yeah. line, but that carnigan is good quality. That'll last me a few seasons where I don't yeah. feel like I need to yeah. replace it if I went to forever 21. So that's how I build the collection. I want pieces that you can go from when we used to all go into the office and you're like, your friend called you, you're driving home. Like, let's go to happy hour. Like, 
I'm like in a workout. Yeah. I don't want to go to like a fun bar and what I'm wearing. Like, so I'm like, okay, what pieces can I have that can transfer from now Zoom? Like to like, if you go to have a, you know, drink at the restaurant with a friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Like wearing something that I can wear to work and then wear afterwards and not have mm-hmm. to worry about changing, going home and changing yeah. clothes, yeah. the business casual. So, and your pieces can be business casual, date night, cover all kinds of events. And this kind of leads to the next question about some of your personal budgeting hacks. So buying versatile pieces for clothing, because you got to do your best to have you perform your best. You got to look good. You got to like what you're wearing. You got to like the way you look kind of like the foot, foot you put forward. So of course, wearing great clothing is a great step. And yeah, it's that old saying mm-hmm. dress for success. Like, yes, yes. You know, you get a first, you only get one first impression. So what impression do you want to make? Yeah. And, you know, we have a more laxed uh, office environment than we've had, you know, 10 years ago where mm-hmm. you had to like me, I had to wear like slacks and I had to wear heels and I had to wear a button down. Now I think about three, four years ago, we're like, oh, you're allowed to wear jeans in the office every day. Not just Friday. <laughs> it's not a special day. Anymore. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friday jean days. Yeah. Used to be a big deal. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I remember having to wear a suit every day at my first yeah. advertising agency yeah. job to basically be an over glorified secretary. Yes. And then I get another, a couple of years later, I go to another advertising agency and you can drink a beer, wear yeah. jeans yeah. and do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's, Oh, this is creative industry. You don't have to dress up. So yeah. the workplace has changed quite a bit, yeah. but you still want to look yeah. successful. You yeah. still want to look your best. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, a, there's a difference between like hanging with your friends on the couch and you're ordering like Chinese food and watching the, like a chick flick and showing mm-hmm. up in your yoga pants and a sweatshirt. Like I still don't think even if your workplace was like, but this is just my personal opinion. Like you want to like be dressed up a little bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is always a step above the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And sometimes that means I can't wear yoga pants, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then other personal budgeting hacks. I mean, just everyday expenses, groceries. I have a great <laughs> one this about girl, groceries. This girl is the queen of budgeting. Do you want to share how you were? Yes, Alexa, give it to us. Yeah, so I actually, um, my boyfriend and I, we won the 25th anniversary of the Mrs. Chief competition. So we had like a three-page spread in the Tennessean a couple oh, years what? ago. I need to see um, this. I need a link to this. <laughs> yes, I will send it to you. It's so funny. Um, but we, so we actually, specifically for groceries, we have friends and family that will use my boyfriend's Kroger account number when they buy their groceries so that we can get the fuel points. And one time we had so many points, we were able to fill his car and mine for less than $2 total. Bravo. Um, I, and I, I kept the receipt. I still have it. Cause I knew it was like, no one will ever believe me unless I keep this receipt that shows that we had like 35 gallons of gas for $2. Oh, I'm jealous. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do some pretty crazy stuff. I, I don't turn the heat on in my house unless it's like below 50 degrees. Um, it, it, it used to like we used to be even crazier. It used to have to get up below forty before we turned it <laughs> oh, on. Oh, a ton of money. Um, but yeah, I've never had an electric bill over fifty dollars. I also have never had a friend come over in the winter. And you know, I I don't eat. Really they can buy more of my sweaters and they'll be warm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I I put mine at seventy, but I still wrap up like a burrito. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, my my friends got me. There's this company called Udi. I don't know if you've heard of it. They make these giant like 
um, basically blankets that you wear, blanket jackets. And she got me three of them for Christmas. She's like, I'm so worried you're going to freeze. Oh, the company gave me a branded, it's called the Comfy. It's, yes, it's, it's literally like a, a Comfy. It's a Comfy. Yeah. It's a different brand. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's amazing and it keeps me so warm. Um, but yeah, so I do that. I, I meal prep all my stuff. I really don't eat out unless it's a special occasion or, you know, work That's related. really smart. Um, just cause I, you know, I am, I'm trying to save money so that I can build a commercial real estate portfolio. So I'm like the opposite. I am such a foodie. Oh yeah. She is. Hey, that's, she's eating sushi while we're doing this. I also, I also just worked a pop-up shop from 9am to 4pm, unloaded the car of the inventory, ordered food and then jumped in this podcast. Yes. So it's, it's been a long day. So These are I treat dedicated it, business women. I treat, it, I treat it myself to sushi tonight. But normally I do make dinner because on Sundays I like to make dinner. So it's like leftover for, mon mm -hmm. for Monday. So I don't have to cook. Um, but no, I am a food person. I, I will splurge on food. Food and shoes are like my two. Um, but what I am cheap on, cars. So my first car I ever, well, my dad bought my first car was at Bonneville, like 1986 Bonneville. It didn't even have air conditioning. It was so old. It was like a dad car for $500 off his buddy. So oh <laughs> I'm driving around college with this old school Bonneville. Oh man. But then I bought my own, my own car. Um, when I graduated college, a Hyundai, and I had it for 10 years and I had it five years past when it was paid off. Yes. Cause I do not like having payments for no. like, car payments. It's like my one like thing. And the only reason I don't have it anymore is because, um, well, it was broken into and like, that was the old time where you had that pop out radio and your car where you could take the radio out. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm old people. So, so like people, they ripped out the dashboard because they didn't realize you could just pop out the face of the radio and they would have the radio. <laughs> so my whole like front of my car was ruined. And then I like blew out a tire and it ripped off half my bumper. So I was kind of driving around a hoopty. <laughs> okay money it was like probably like five years out of college at this time so but i donated it to the to purple heart and i bought my x car which i still have and i've had for nine years Heck yeah <laughs> and there i haven't had car payments on it last five and um i'm giving myself until my grad school student loans are paid off which will be done in november if i stay yes. on track yeah congratulations yeah. so once that's done um i can stop hearing my boyfriend saying when are you buying a new car i have a jeep by the way and it's not in bad shape it has all brand new tires a brand new engine and it's, it's going yeah and it's under a hundred thousand miles so and it's it's it, it's yeah, yeah so it runs. It gets me where I am. I'm not spending money on a new car yet. <laughs> yeah. And the average car payments run $500. Imagine if you invested oh, that instead of yeah. buying a car. I, yeah. I bought a car. I can let tomorrow laundry reimbursement, but I still hate the car payments. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, say, I love my car, but I hate yeah. the payments. I say every car payment is a trip I can't go on. So yeah. <laughs> Right. Right. Oh my gosh. I've been on trips for $200, $300. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a I can go on a trip every yeah. month for what yeah. car payment requires. I, yeah. I feel like you need to have that like one outlet where you spend your money. Like you have yeah. like, one person. It's like the average shop, like you that's shopping. Like you spend all your money on shopping. Then you have the other person that spends all their money on travel. Another person spends all their money on electronics. So you have to have that outlet where you get that self gratification, mm -hmm. but it's like, when you have too many of those outlets, you're, you're definitely going to go way over budget because you can't keep up with like, being all those yeah. things at the same time. So yeah. you cut corners in some areas to bring new happiness in others. Exactly. You got to enjoy your money. Yeah. 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 Alexa, what is the one thing you don't budge on? 
Oh, stationery. Um, I I think it's so important to have quality cards and envelopes. Oh, yeah. I send a lot of thank you notes to people and I want everything that they associate with my brand or even just with me personally um, to be of a high standard. Where and do you get your stuff from? So that is a great question. I really, I try to buy everything I can local. So I actually, um, about two weeks ago, there's a place called, um, it's at the Rosa Parks Farmer's Market here in Nashville. It's called Heart of Nashville. Okay. And writing uh, all this down. Yes, I'll send you the link. And Anna is amazing, but she has these really cool um, cards that have different paintings of the Nashville skyline. So one of them looks like the Van Gogh's Starry Night, but it's of the Nashville Ooh, skyline. That's pretty. And I found out that she was discontinuing them. And so I called her and I said, I will be at the farmer's market within 24 hours. Do not sell any of them. I will buy them all. And I went and bought 300 <gasps> cards from her. Like the Fantastic. So yeah, I'm I'm a big stationery junkie, um, and I, and yeah, I would recommend. She has other great stuff that she sells too. Yeah, but. I love to see that link. I don't think I know about yeah. that one. Yeah, I, I I love her stuff. Love it. Well, is there anything else you guys want to add? Or yeah, I mean, I'll just say you know, just because you didn't do it yesterday doesn't mean you can't do it tomorrow. So yeah. you know, take the chance, take the risk because you never know where it's going to take you in life. Um, you know, I went to school. I thought I was going to be on CSI. I was like so excited when that show was out. Like I want to be like mm-hmm. studying all this like crime scene investigations. And then I thought I was going to be a lawyer. Then I went up actually graduating with a criminal justice degree, but why I'm finishing with an accounting in my MBA. <laughs> <laughs> so, know what you want at 17 yeah. is all I'm gonna no, say you don't. I, I graduated I graduated young I like I was at the end of my class so I was I just turned 21 my my last semester of college so I was young and you know you have all these inspirations and dreams and things seem cool and then you get in the real world you're like wait what did I learn in school and how do mm-hmm. I equate that so you know go after those small passions like maybe that pet project that you're trying up that you thought was a hobby becomes your dream but you don't know until you try it and no, just network, you know, yeah. like networking. Yeah. Yeah. Network, talk to people, you know, find a mentor, even if that mentor is not even in your field, because there's so they could give you advice that could help you no matter what you do. So mm-hmm. just, and it's, that goes back to networking. I mean, I think yeah. it's just, if you're an introvert, speak to an, you know, speak to another introvert or someone that's like, how do you get out of your yeah. shell to like get to where you are? Because I feel like every person in Hollywood or, you know, whenever they talk to like, I'm not extroverted, but they're always on camera. They're always speaking a lot of events, but they claim that they're introverted. And you're like, but you don't seem like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, People say that to me actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I never would think that you would be an introvert. Yeah. I I think it's because I get my energy back by staying at home, reading a book or just, you know, I love being around other people. I love conversations, but my energy recharges. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just end it with, you know, just put yourself out there, you know, love it. you can never say you failed until you tried something and, you know, and if, even if you do fail, just keep pushing through, like, yeah, just never know. I don't think I can really uh, talk that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. But um, I, I will say if anybody, uh, you know, if anyone in Nashville or beyond, if you want advice about networking or how to approach people feel free to reach out to me, whether or not you're in commercial real estate. Um, I would be happy to accept a coffee with you, whether virtually or in person. Um, and I'll, I'll 
give Ella my email so that she can put it in the uh, in the description for y'all. Yes. Well, thank yeah. you ladies so much for joining me. Lots of words of inspiration here. And just to conclude this, there's something magical about the Nashville community and there's always going to be somebody to help you out with your dream. No, I agree. So true. Yeah. You just hey, it's Jackie from Belljack. I just want to do a really quick plug. First shout out to Versatile on the Square. It's in Gallatin and I just hosted a pop-up there this weekend. They do them twice a month and it's super cute space. Jesse, the owner is so nice. Um, we'll post, I'll share like the link um, from the podcast on there. So if you're a vendor or you're not a vendor, you want to shop and support local, go there. But I also, from being there, met um, Mallory and she's the owner of Demeter Commons in Lebanon. And we are partnering up, y'all. Like she is so cute and sweet. Um, she's allowing Bella Jack to come in, set up shop. I'm going to be there with Andy Aesthetics. She sells like salts and essential oils. And, you know, it's actually titled Brunch and Shop. I mean, first of all, Sunday, 11 to 3. Who doesn't love brunch? Who doesn't love Bloody Marys, mimosas? And not to mention, there will be live music. So I know everyone here in Nashville loves live music. Oh, missed it. Music, food, alcohol, come shop. Yes. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies, again. Thank you. In the virtual age, more millennials and members of Gen Z are deciding to start up a business or organization on their own. This could be to supplement current income, become full-time, or if you are like Alexa, Jackie, or myself, you just have that strong desire to have ownership over something that's also going to help other people out as well. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, I believe you're going to find this information very valuable as we discuss chasing dreams, and of course, personal finances on this recording of the Budget Babe podcast.